I'm so thankful that no matter what is going on in our lives, our God has set a plan and sent his word that we can be victorious in all things. Yes, for changing your life with the word with Deborah Elam. Join us for an inspiring message from Deborah. Sometimes it seems like it's not working, but the word always works. And the word works through his people. God sent his word, and that's the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. Before he was Jesus, he was the word. He was the Lamb of God. And I'm so thankful that we serve a mighty God. I'm so thankful that no matter what is going on in our lives, our God has set a plan and sent his word that we can be victorious in all things. Go with me to Psalms 138 and 2. I want to talk about the problem solver. Is that okay with you? I just want to talk about the problem solver because there is only one, and that's God Almighty if you didn't know. So in Psalms 138 and 2, it says, I bow before your holy temple as I worship. I praise your name for your unfailing love and faithfulness. For your promises are backed by all the honor of your name. Your promises are backed by all the honor of your name. God said he magnifies his word above his name. He magnifies his word above his name. The word of God is so powerful. The word of God is, is sharp, it's quick. Dividing asunder the soul and marrow, the joint and fair intent of the heart is powerful. The same word that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is the same word that dwells in us. The dudamus word, the powerful word, it dwells in us. And go with me to Psalms 119 and 89. I'm just talking about the word, the word of God says. Your eternal word, O Lord, stands firm in heaven. Your eternal word, that means God has no beginning and no end. His word has no beginning and no end. It's the same word he's spoken. It has rung throughout a time that he placed us in. It will ring for all eternity. His word will not return back to God void. His word, he stands on his word. When he speaks something, it will be as he's spoken. Our words, on the other hand, are different. As Christians, sometimes our words are filled with faith, and sometimes our words are filled with doubt. But God comes today to cut and separate us from the doubt so that faith can arise in his people. It can only be done by his word working mightily in us. Psalms 103 and 20. I'm just talking about his word. Psalms 103 and 20, it says, Praise the Lord, you angels. Now get this. Praise the Lord, you angels, you mighty ones who carry out his plan. Listen for each of his commands. Even the angels understand when they hear and they hearken, they're standing alert and attention for the word of God. Now, God has already spoken. God has already released his word. So who are they waiting for? They're waiting for his people to release the word of God. He's listening for his word, not your word, his word. He said, if you release my word, my word is what gets my attention. My word is what caused change in your lives. Christians, sometimes we, be, sometimes we have this doubt and faith mixed together. And God's got to send his word to separate the doubt from the faith. 
There's a separation that happens in a Christian when you speak God's word in faith, when you believe God's word. you got to keep speaking it and speaking it and speaking it and confessing it and declaring it and decreeing it and meditating on his word to get his results. Some people say, well, I've spoken the word. I've spoken the word for years. But why isn't it working? No, God's word. You have to get this in your mind. God's word always works, always works. So if God's word is not working in our lives, there's not a disconnect with God. There's a disconnect with us. And we have to go in and find out what's the problem. Because the problem solver is here. He's always here. He's always desiring to do great exploits through his people. Think about the Red Sea, how he departed it. Because his people needed to get away from the enemy. They needed to go to the promised land. God always wants to take us to the promised land. That's what he's always trying to do. In every situation, he wants to take us to the promised land. Think about when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was in the fiery furnace. God himself came down into the fire and brought them out. Because they trusted and confessed, we will not serve anybody but our God. That's the type of stand we have to always be committed to and stand fast in the faith. We have to be committed to God the way he's committed to us because of his word, because of his love, and because we belong to him. God has given us Jesus. If I give you all my all, what else is there left? That's what he has given us, everything that we need. Psalms 147 and 15. Psalms 147 and 15. I'm just talking about his word. Then we'll understand about the problem solver. Psalms 147 and 15 says, He sent his orders to the world. How swift his word flies. Quicker than lightning. Quicker than lightning, God wants to take care of your situation. He wants you to know how he loves you, how he wants to bless you, and how he, John 10 and 10 says, The thief comes, but the steal to kill and destroy. God sent Jesus that he may come, that you may have life and have it more abundantly. I was just thinking this morning about how did all this mess get started? And I just, the Holy Spirit took me back to Genesis to reflect on the disobedience of two people. He gave humanity the ability to live forever. And our forefathers, which was Adam and Eve, decided to disobey God. He said, you can eat of every fruit of this garden. Everyone, you can have everything. Now, we, nobody knows what the forbidden fruit was and of the tree God told them not to eat of. But he said, the day you eat of this tree, you will surely die. The day you eat of this tree, you will surely die. That means you can have your choice of, if the, it, we don't know what the fruit was, but I can say you can have your choice of plums and lemons and tangerines. And you can have, you know, you can have apples. See, everybody, some people think the forbidden fruit was an apple, but we don't know. The Bible doesn't say. Could have been a fig. We don't know. Whatever it was, they decided, hey, out of all this fruit, this, this is okay, but we just want a little something extra because we know that if we take this, the serpent has already told us that we're going to be as smart as God. He was trying to get them to give something they already had. God had already created them in his image and likeness, so that means they were always wise. That means that they could live forever and they could be like God. But they made the choice that they would not listen and they would disobey. They decided, they decided that they knew more than God. And they decided, because they knew more than God, that if they eat, they'd be wiser than him. So they decided, eat first, then she gave it to her husband, Adam, and then he ate. 
And the two messed up everything ever since then. The bottom line. Bottom line. Everything's been messed up in this world ever since that happened. Everything. Everything. That's why some of us don't have our, our health. I mean, I'm just talking about everything has been messed up. That's why some people don't have finances. That's why some people struggle with different things. Everything. Just think about everything because of those two back then. Back then. You know, you talk about your parents. No, don't blame your parents. Your parents didn't mess this thing up. It was back then. It was Adam and Eve. But guess what? Even if Adam and Eve didn't eat of the fruit, guess what? Somebody would have. <laughs> Somebody along the line would have messed up something for the rest of us. Amen. But thank God the problem solver stepped on the scene. He said, look, he said, I already knew. The lamb, Jesus, was slain before the foundation of the world. He knew what would happen. So don't worry. God always got a plan to bring you back. Don't worry about all the things in your life that's going awry or, or things that may be off. God's got a plan. He sent Jesus to die for our sins and our iniquities so we can be healed. Oh, God, Jesus straightened it back up, right? Jesus came along. He straightened everything back out for us. He said, that's why you can be healed. That's why you can be saved. That's why you can be blessed. That's why you can get your money. That's why you can get your money and that car you want. That's why you can get it. Oh, yeah, as long as you don't make an idol, you can have whatever you need and whatever you want. Not just what you need. God takes care of our needs, but he said what you want. He said he'll give the desires of our heart. He's concerned about what we want, too. Righteous desires. Now, just think of if everything in your life was just like you imagine. You're, you're walking in health. Your family's blessed. Your family's saved. You got the house you want, the car you want, the food you want. Then you can take your focus off on the worldly things, right? And you can take your focus and put it on getting more people saved. You can sow liberally into the kingdom of God. If you're called to be an evangelist, you can go into the nations. You can go into this world and tell people about Jesus. Whatever your job is or whatever God's called you to do, you can do it with boldness. And you can do it with passion because you're not focusing on the worldly things. But guess what? Jesus said, don't focus on those things anyway. He said, don't focus on that. He said, I got that. He said, I got your back. Don't worry about that. He said, just focus on me. He said, just think about me and how awesome I am and how loving I am. He's the word eternally and forevermore. Let's go to Jeremiah 1 and 12. This, I'm reading a different translation. That right, that's right. And it means that I am watching and I will certainly carry out all my plans. God says, I'm watching. I'm going to carry out all my plans. We're talking about the word. The word grows, Acts 19 and 20. It grows in Acts 6 and 8, 17. It says the word increase. The word increase. In Acts 12 and 24, it says the word grows and multiplies. Second Timothy one and nine, it says the word of God is not bound. Oh, glory to God. Let's, we got to go to that one. Second, <laughs> the word is not bound. There's no limitations in the spirit. You can't tie this word down. Oh, it's going to always be moving and doing what God's called it to do. Hallelujah. The word of God is not bound. That means it's possible. Possible is attached to it. The anointing is attached to it. Whatever you need is attached to the word. And 1 Peter 1 and 23 says the word is incorruptible. The word of God is incorruptible. There's nothing that can mess up God's word. 
His word is incorruptible. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. If this message has been encouraging and a blessing to you, be sure to subscribe. And thank you for your generous financial support.